Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Andrew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 496 for comics originally releasing February the 27th, 2019, the last week in February. But before Drew and myself get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, I know we got a few numbers from Comic-Con, a little glance at what happened in January. What else we got here, brother? Well, um, our buddy Jason, our Hawaiian brother, is in currently, while we're talking, he is talking to and having a private dinner with George Perez. Ah, dope. Uh, He got the super uber duper uh, vip uh hang out with 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 the cartoony guy which is kind of cool and uh so he's at the amazing hawaii comic con the amazing amazing what is it called amazing um, amazing amazing con, con? Amazing con in, in in hawaii so he's uh he's living it up this weekend and he's he he was going to send us a bumper and if he does send it to it's going to be later after we fall asleep on his time. So it'll be tagged at the beginning of this episode. So if you heard it, he got it to me. And um, one of the uh, lovely cosplayers or, or a comic creator bumper, you know, we might be getting some of those from him. So if you heard it, great. If you didn't, well, the, well, stay tuned. You might, if, you might if get it. If you didn't hear it, it that means uh, Drew screwed up. On <laughs> or, for, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I have done that before. Um, but, yeah, we hope, we hope Jason has a blast. Um, and it's, there's a lot of cool creators out there again, besides George Perez and Marv Wolfman. There's Eastman. There's Wolfman and Perez. It's like a Teen Titans West dream right there. Uh huh. Yeah. Can you Jeez. imagine? Yeah. No, I don't know the last time I even saw those two on the bill together. And Perez has retired, so he's only got a couple more cons this year, and then that then he's done. There you go. He's well, hanging up the uh, the the Hawaiian shirt or whatever. You'd call the shirts he wears. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he fits right in, probably. Yeah, no, no doubt. His shirts don't even stand out where he's uh-huh. at right now. So, yeah, we <laughs> hope hope Jason has a ton of fun. And we've got some cool uh, preliminary numbers for You January. know who else? One of our, uh, our listeners met somebody. I, I, saw, I was looking on YouTube, and our good buddy Wolf Warner was at a signing in New York City. Who did I see him with? This is dead air time because I lost it because I wasn't paying attention. He went to blah, 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 blah. What was it? It was really cool. I was was it a devil dinosaur related? No, it wasn't. It was not. Oh, he, uh, let's see. Wolf Warner Report. Donnie Cates signing. Oh, nice. So he went to Midtown in downtown New York where he's from and he got some Donnie Cates love. Yeah. So Midtown, the. One of the biggest and baddest uh, uh, comic shops in the world is his LCS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. But yeah, uh, if you want to hear about that, Wolf's talking about it on his YouTube, uh, Wolf Warner. Nice, very cool. Uh, Donny Cates is a nice guy. I'd like yeah, to. No I'd like to. One of the hottest creators in the game. Oddest or hottest? Hottest. Hottest, nice. Um, so yeah, we got some uh, Comicron preliminary January numbers. So uh, the good folks at Comicron have given us some some info. They were the, the headline, the clickbait of the of the article for this top ten is you know January impressive numbers and way up. And you've got to kind of get down into the nitty gritty to determine that. Well, if you recall December, 
they didn't ship anything. DC didn't ship anything that last week. Most publishers just skipped that week of Christmas. Um, so most of that stuff got booted into January releases. And I'm not 100% sure how that stuff's counted. Drew, it, can't you just give them a, the win? I can't. I'm a skeptic sometimes. <laughs> when it comes to comics, and, and especially comic statistics, that get manipulated and moved around to tell whatever your narrative is. Uh, that That stuff is... Really fishy. <laughs> Worried about the numbers coming out of big comic. <laughs> you never know, man. Or or big podcast. Big podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, big comics journalist to tell their story. So, uh, but yeah, it's up. Comics were up twelve percent over last year's. Uh, thir- no, thirteen point five percent over December and. Let's see, uh, over last January, up 5% uh, in, in units shipped. So that's a tidy little bump. There you uh, go. Yeah. Of course, Marvel wins, uh, 41%. The gap continues to grow. 41, per- 41% of the comic issues shipped to stores were Marvel comics. Uh, 33% were DC. And our poor buddies at image slipped a little bit they're at seven percent unit share distant third oh nowhere near that 10 spot no not you know they've always been around 10 percent plus or minus and this is minus <laughs> way <laughs> minus and uh, you know i think maybe these all these hiatuses uh, hiatus i are catching up to them or something <laughs> it's not hiatus I. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it <laughs> pretty sure i'll look it up um <laughs> That so that's uh, that's caught up to them, and uh, is uh, leaving kind of a kind of a hole there, uh, or that Marvel and DC are gladly filling because they they're taking what seventy five percent just between the two of them, and uh, Image used to have a nice solid ten, but they do not, and it's not like somebody else came in either. Another small publisher, it was like Dark Horse at three, IDW at three, Boom at two, Dynamite at two, everybody else under one. So it's a, that's about the same. Um. When it comes to the actual top ten, uh, on the top is uh, Batman Who Laughs, number two, taking go. the top spot. Not a number one. Uh, Captain Marvel takes uh, rank two, comes in at rank two. It's first issue. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. You, the aforementioned Donnie Cates, uh, bringing Guardians of the Galaxy to the number three slot. Conan the Barbarian debuts at uh, number four. With its first issue. Uh, here's an interesting thing. We've got Amazing Spider-Man 14 at rank 5. Then followed by Batman 62 and 63 at 6 and 7. We'll come back to this. Uh, Hero, <laughs> Heroes in Crisis number 4 and number 5 come in at 8 and 9. And then Tom Taylor's Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man first issue debuts uh, in the top 10. In the last spot of the top 10. So, we have two ongoings in here, really. Everything else is a mini or a number one. So, we mm-hmm. have two ongoing comics. We have Amazing Spider-Man on its 14th issue. Yep. Batman 62 on its 62nd issue. Um, there are really no shenanigans that I can think of for Amazing Spider-Man 14. Uh, or for Batman. So, they're just kind of resting on their laurels. 
Yeah, and, so either Bat- Amazing Spider-Man 14 uh, shot up or Batman 62 and 63 hyper-dropped because in the previous month we had... Uh... Well, I think they were always trending this way. I think, you know, Amazing had cracked the top 10 the last couple of months and we're moving forward. Batman had been dropping. Exactly. This is where they crisscrossed. Now, is this temporary? Is this a one-month blip? Or is, is Batman going to continue to fall and Amazing going to continue to cement itself as the number one ongoing comic uh, on the list? Yeah. Uh, I think it's very curious, very interesting. Um, Batman has had that spot for, uh, could it be 10 years? Easily 10 years? Yeah. As the number one ongoing? Um, I think that's the case. So I, I have to do a little bit of research to find out when the last really high numbered ongoing, you know, with con- con- had consistently bested Batman on a month to month basis. And, and I don't know what it would be. Yeah. It, it'd have to be back in the, you know, when Avengers was super hot or X-Men was super hot or something. So. Spider-Man was super hot during the Hardcore Slot days, not that long ago. Well, those were just, uh, those weren't, I mean, this one also might not be consistent, but uh, those were Red Goblin blips uh, or multi-cover blips. I don't believe Amazing Spider-Man 14 was anything special. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but I I don't think it was. Um, Because I would have just read it recently, and I don't remember it being... Well, they would have released two Amazing Spider-Men in this month, and the other one is Nary to be found. Yes. So we'll have to see if there was only one, or... Yeah, so maybe there was, like, a... Was this the one that had an Adam Hughes cover that was independently orderable? You're asking questions that do not know the answer to, brother. Well, sometimes you have that locked and loaded in the back of your your mind. It's true. You never know. Okay, so when we look at this... Normal uh, attrition for Batman Who Laughs. Batman Who Laughs from the previous month was 220. Uh, DC doesn't do the 60% attrition that Marvel does. So I'm going to say it's sitting at 140. No. 110? No, it's uh, it, it, it did 220? Yes. And you don't think people are going to finish that? I they... think they are, but you know, you got people doubling up on number one or getting both covers just on number one. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, you I think, think it's over 140? I do. Okay, I'll take the under. Yeah, I think it's over 140. Captain Marvel over or under 100,000? Over. Guardians? Over. Conan? Over. Nope. I mean, we're looking at Batman and Amazing sitting around 80. Or 90. Nope, we're saying 80. I can almost guarantee it. Batman was at 90 last month. Batman last month. Issue 60 was at 91, and issue 61 was at 88. You think they went back up over 90? Well, around 90. Okay, I'll say maybe, around 90. Maybe Amazing's 95 and Conan's 101. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite possible. I'm taking the top four over 100. Okay, I'm going to take three. You're taking the top three. All right. Yep. That sounds fair. And you're, and you're saying the number one comic, Batman Who Laughs, number two, is under 140,000, and I'm saying it's over. Correct. Tune in next week where we find out <laughs> who is correct. If we even remembered what we said this week. Yes. Uh, let's see. Our our graphic novels, well, the original Dark Knight's Metal that inspired a Batman Who Laughs tops the charts 
with his... It's a good, good collected edition. You know, it might be comprehensible for me in a big chunk and not spread out over however long it took to get the story out. Because I lost threads and got confused and... Easy to do. Easy, easy to, to do. do. That's followed by Infinity Gauntlet at number two. The Life of Captain Marvel Collected Edition. Star Wars Darth Vader Volume 4. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider Baby Thanos Must Die. That tra- a trade, which was a lot of fun. Black Hammer Volume 3 at rank 6. Farmhand Volume 1 at rank 7. Dark Days The Road to Metal. Oh, are those all those little prequels leading up to it? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Batman White Knight still on the charts at rank nine. And well worth Spider- it. If you haven't read that, pick it up. And Spider-Geddon rounds out the top ten with their with uh, number ten, um, which was I thought was fun. And I'm, I'm guessing that is just the series and maybe a couple of the tie-ins. That can be all the tie-ins. In no, it can't 15 be. Bucks. Not for 16 bucks, yeah. Yeah. New release volume. Uh, of course, Marvel uh, shipped out 102 comics. Hoy. Uh DC did 87. Some of those were December comics, if I recall. Uh, Image, 57. Uh, IDW, 39. Dark Horse, 27. Boom, 25. And Dynamite, 19. Archie did a surprising amount of with 13 i didn't realize they had that many ongoing books oh yeah because you've got you know the hunger you've got you know they've there's a million different archie books now but they rarely come out of the same month no you've got a an archie book you got a betty and veronica book you've got True. a Ju- jughead the werewolf book you've got a True. there's all kinds of stuff now yeah and if they're all coming out and not delayed and it shows it shows. There's 13 on the, on the charts at the same time. And even Titans in double digits now with 10 sh- comics shipping. Uh, half of those are Doctor Who, probably. <laughs> so that's uh, pretty interesting stuff. I thought that was there was some good stuff in there. Most definitely. I'm looking forward to the concrete numbers next next week. <coughs> now as we glance, uh, we, we pivot from that, we, uh, we're hearing uh, Scuttlebutt via the uh, the world's worst design website, Bleeding Pool, uh, that <laughs> the DC is scaling back in their in their comic sh- production. They're they're it's called the New Twenty Two in a leaked memo, um, where they're going to scale back to twenty two core titles plus minis and kids lines and Vertigo, etc. Um, Dan Didio flatly. Denied that. That's preposterous, he said. No way. That could never happen. That's ridiculous reporting. And, and then we got another leak a couple of days later. I believe you posted this that Tandidio uh, had reached out to retailers to say they were scaling back along the lines of 15 to 20% of their titles were getting cut. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Yes. Uh, we have not got in, uh, any corroboration on that. I don't think from our retailer friends, they would either confirm nor deny that information to us. Um, so we don't know if that's true or not. Um, but if so, then Dan Didio is a big fat liar. Um, <laughs> and I guess that doesn't mean it's they're only. It doesn't mean they're putting out 
22 books. Um, maybe they're dropping 22 books. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he got part of it right or none of it right. Who knows? But um, Didio did confirm that DC would be cutting its line, though not to those levels. Yes. So uh, d- we, we've still got a double ship, I wonder. If they, well, I was going to say, they, they were just, yeah, yeah, we probably are. I, I would think they would still double ship the titles that are still selling 50,000, 40,000 or more. I don't know why mm-hmm. you would go to single shipping on those. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you need a Titans and a Teen Titans book? Probably not. Could you shave uh, Red Hood? Maybe. I mean, it's going to be the end of things like Super Sons. Well, it was a 12-issue mini anyway. was never an ongoing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the low... Well, we'll we'll, we'll revisit this. When when we we do our numbers. Yeah, when we have the full numbers next week, we can take a look at some things that might not make it, you know. Maybe it's time for Harley to go back on the shelf. I don't know how well she's selling. We'll have to check. Um, but I, th- I I mean, I think we could probably safely shave 22 off. And I could, I know I could shave 22 off of Marvel's uh, massive list. <laughs> you could shave 22 uh, X-Men books off. You could shave 22 X-Men books off and still have plenty. That's true. Um, so the shakeup continues. I think there's been a couple more um, personnel changes as well. I can't remember who those people are or what they do. Um, suits, admins, whatever, in the office. I don't think it's talent. Um, but but I, I believe if you cut back uh, creative output, you're going to lose some talent. Because um, they don't seem to... I guess they don't really have that much that's doing multiple, multiple books, really, do they? Tom King and anybody else? Scott Snyder, maybe a little bit. Snyder, uh, I, I don't know. I guess. I, mean, I guess. In my mind, that's that's going to be awesome. You're going to scale back. Your DC writers are going to stick to what they know. They're going to write good quality books, and any additional urges they've got are going to go to the images of the world and create their own content. Well, well, but yeah. So where's Steve Orlando? Does he still have a book? Nope. See ya. Thanks for playing. You don't think he has a book? <laughs> I think they find a book for him. They love the guy. Vertigo title. Give him a vertigo title. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see. Yeah, so stay tuned on that. That sounds kind of interesting. Um, it or could put be... him on a new lenticular villains month. Yeah. Just give, give him plenty of time to write it ahead of time. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd be fun. So, uh, yeah, that that could be interesting. Um, now, let's say, this, let's say this does happen, and they get scaled back. Um. Does Marvel go up to 150 books to, yeah. to fill the void? We're doubling down. <laughs> or do they take the hint and say, well, maybe maybe the industry would be healthier if we didn't flood the market with stuff that really wasn't that great? I, I mean, I don't. they're obviously not getting the backlash DC is for quality content. Um, so I'm guessing they just stay the course and every single title reboots to number one again. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I like, I like a lot of Marvel books, but there's no way there's a hundred good comics coming out from them every month. Not I, even I know close. that. There's uh, less than twenty good comics coming out a month. I'll give them half. I'll say fifty. Really? 
50 of them are good, that would be a C plus or better. We will revisit that on the numbers as well. <laughs> Man, I'm getting... Are you taking notes? Fact check me. Bad part is it's on a post-it, so we'll see if this survives till next week. We'll see if it makes it. Uh, Speaking of Marvel, uh, the May solicits are out. I know it's a little early to be talking about May orders (laughs) or March orders for May when Drew, (laughs) Kyle, and I have not uh, even submitted our comics order for February yet. I just submitted mine to you. (laughs) Okay. Well, one of us hasn't, and uh, we're already talking about next month. And Marvel is doing a what is what for them is their biggest crossover event ever. Um, it's going to be called War of the Realms. If you buy all of it in May, it'll cost you 110 bucks. So it's a oh. Well, Around twenty to twenty-five books, I guess. Well, that's not bad because Marvel, when they have an event, they they the issues are ten bucks a piece. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd glance ahead at those and just see which one of Marvel's things are crossing over. Um, and so the only way I can really do this is just grab the solicit and just look at it off, uh, how it, how it's presented on preview scrub. So we have War of the Realms new. Uh, War of the Realms New Agents of Atlas number one. So I'm going to put a little tech mark here. I was I would I would ask Kyle to count as I go, but I know he'd get lost halfway through. So I'm not going to make I'm not going to shoes are off. So we're good to go. So so no amazing's not crossing over. Then we have Ask Guardians of the Galaxy War of the Realms tie tie in. Um, Avengers is not crossing over. That's a surprise. Uh, Champions is. Uh, Fantastic Four is crossing over. Um, Giant Man number one and Giant number Man, Man number two uh, are War of the Realms crossovers and new series. Does that count as one or two? It counts as two because you have to. This is what you would have to buy uh, for May to read everything. Gotcha. Uh, then we have a Savage Avengers number one that is not a tie-in. We have. Star Wars Original Marvel Years number 108. <laughs> what the hell that is, but it's not a tie-in. Legacy numbering! Yeah, maybe. Um, we have Thor thir- 13, which is a tie-in. We have Tony Stark Iron Man number 12, a tie-in. We have Unbeatable Squirrel Girl 44, a tie-in. We have Venom 14, another tie-in. We're now up to 10. Uh, we have War of the Realms 3. That I, that was War of the Realms number one last month? Yes. Must, must have been. Yes. War, War of the Realms 3 and 4. So there's two more. Uh, War of the Realms Journey into Mystery 2 and 3. There's two more. War of the Realms Punisher number 2. That's another one. We're up to 15. Uh, War of the Realms... League of Realms number one and number two. It's two more. Uh, Strike Force Dark Elf Realm number one. Strike Force Land of Giants number one. Uh, I lost my place. Strike Force War Avengers number one. We're at 20. Um, War of the Realms Uncanny X Men 
one more. Uh, Scrolls two, that's a tie-in. X-Men Grand Design is not. And now I think maybe we're getting out of it. 22 uh, books. It looks like 22 books. And I've, I'm sure that was in a press release. <laughs> 22 books at $5 a piece, $110. Hey, that makes sense, I guess. No, because here's some more. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, those are Battle Lines variants. Yeah, that might be it. See any more WRs? Just variants of things that already existed, I think. Yeah, so yeah, so there's 22. It's War of the Realms. It's uh, We know what it's about. Uh, have we paid any attention to this? Um, I do not know off the top of my head. Let me go back up to it then. Let's see, War of the Realms. Is it? It's a Jason Aaron book. Yeah, another Jason Aaron event. Yeah, last month you needed to buy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You needed to buy twelve books last month. Okay. So they're ramping it up. That's how they get you. Yep. Got I take it. Yeah, all the realms have fallen to Malakath. Yeah. What do you think? one, and that is Midgar. I don't know if I want a Thor epic that big. Yeah. So, I don't know. But You're, I mean, you're it, easily skipped. It's headlined by Jason Aaron. Yeah, but I'm already reading Thor, and I'm already reading his Conan. I mean, do I need any more... Uh, sword and sandals, epic uh, fantasy stuff. No, especially since him. when's the last time a quote unquote event was it ten issues, but really only should have been five. Right. Yeah, I'll wait. I'm, I'm gonna pass this. Uh, now I did Spider Geddon after I said I was gonna skip it, so hold me to this this time. So it turns out we cannot trust you. No, I'm unreliable and I'm a comic whore. <laughs> Every time she gives me a little smile, I come a calling. But you're out, I'm assuming for sure. Oh, I was never in, sir. You were never even gonna uh, assume. You were never even gonna think about it. No. Okay. All right, we'll check back on that. I'll tell you if was, I got sucked back in her. <coughs> oh, it's time! It's Inkwell Awards time. What? I, I know you're excited about the Inkwell Awards. Da 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 da. da. Which, what are the ink awards? Oh, to promote and educate about the art of comic book inking. Ooh. Um, so let's vote live on the podcast. Okay. If I can vote. Get a public vote. Oh, it's one of them. Prestigious. Pretty slow ones. I should have uh, pre preloaded my ballot. <laughs> Let's see. We have favorite inker, favorite ink artist over the pencil work of another artist. Um, Jay Leaston, who did Suicide Squad, X Men, Avengers, Incredible Hulk, Return of Wolverine, Spider Geddon, Venom, Omega, Venom Inc. Omega. It's a lot of work. 
Mark Morales, who does Justice League and Avengers. Joe Prada, who does Superman. Trevor Scott, who does Damage. Dexter Vines, who does The Wildstorm. And Walden Wong, who does uh, X-Men, Captain America, Incredible Hulk, Marvel 2-in-1, and Venom. So I would probably vote for the guys that did the most work. <laughs> so, you know, nothing's like, I'm, I don't know, is Joe Prada like really great on Superman? I don't know. I know. Is it really the penciler that does, you know, the storytelling? So it's the inker that just like kind of puts the detail in. Is that, is that my understanding of inking? Is that right? Is that wrong? Is it simplistic? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're, 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 you're being very, very disheartening to a, a grand whole facet of people. Yeah. I believe I remember this entire debate from Chasing Amy. About Inkers? Yes. Okay. Ben well, Affleck's well, character. Or no, not Ben Affleck's. Uh, Jason Lee's character was the Inker, and they kept calling him a tracer. The tracer? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, that must be where I got this this disdain from. <laughs> yes, uh, the much maligned Inkers of the comic book world. So, okay. So but then... don't feel bad, because Drew doesn't like artists either. I don't. I don't dislike artists. I don't. I don't put them on the same pedestal that I put my writers on. Now, anyway, most adaptable artists showing exceptional ink style versatility over other pencil artists. Tracing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Deering on Star Wars, The Black Order, Black Panther Legion, Jay Leeston doing a bunch. I'm boring myself. Norm Rapman. Cam Smith, Walden Wong. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. All right, Prop. so we just like to give a shout-out to the anchors of the world. We do not understand you, especially in the digital uh, age. I'm trying to find somebody I recognize. Oh, how about if you uh, if you ink your own work? There we go. Here's where I, I vote. All-in-one award, the favorite artist known for inking his or her own pencil work. And here we have people that I know. Joel Jones for Batman and Catwoman. Oh, wait, we've, we've figured out our winner. Never moving on. Do we even have to have, ask anybody else? We got Mike Perkins, who did Green Lantern. Andrew Pop Peepoy on Dino Saucers. Liam Sharp for Brave and the Bold and Green Lanterns. And Lee Weeks. Oh, classic Lee Weeks. Batman and Batman Annual, who was wonderful, but he's no Joel Jones. So that's an easy one. I'm just going to vote for that one. That's really the only one I care about. Sorry, anchors. That was the, good. That the was Rodney good. Dangerfield of the comic book industry. Uh, well, I mean, is there a letter award? <laughs> there is. Is there? <laughs> yes. Well, that one I wouldn't vote for. Either. I wouldn't even give airtime to. So there you go. Let's see. Okay, where are we at? Uh, FOC time. All right, let's head on over to the FOC. Of course, FOC is the final order cutoff. It is our last opportunity to add things to our order and still get them on the time they are coming out. Of course, we get a curated list from our friends at Cowabunga Comics. If you're not getting what you need as far as the FOC from your LCS, uh, give Eric a call and find all this information at Cowabunga Comics. Cowabunga is with a K. In the curated list we get, we get a few things pointed out by Eric that are uh, either heightening interest in the comic book industry or he's had some people do some reordering on he is featuring for us the tyler kirkham variant of nightwing 58 that's just for you 
Not bad, not bad. I think he does put that in just for me. He also put in Lazarus Risen, number one. Greg Rucka, Michael Lark. Uh, it's a OGN title, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, Lazarus is back. It is uh, three issues in one. And uh, you only have to pay, well, for if you get from Calabunga, you only have to pay four bucks for it. So. There you go. And we have uh, Immortal Hulk, which is a title on fire right now. And we have an Alex Ross cover on Immortal Hulk 15. And that's independently orderable? Yep. The Alex Ross is the cover A. Wow, that's nice. Yes. And we have Spider-Man City at War, number one of six. Dennis Hopeless, Michael Bandini, with a Clayton Crane cover A. Or Michelle Bandini. I'm sorry, I'm not good. Yep, you are correct. But, Drew, let's get into what we think are things we need to pump up our order on. Let's start in Dark Horse. Um, Invincible, Invisible Kingdom is something? It, G. Willow Wilson. Okay. Christian Ward doing the art and the cover. It's uh, set in a far-flung star system. This new epic sci-fi monthly tells the tale of two women, a young religious acolyte and a hard-bitten freighter pilot who separately uncover a vast conspiracy between the leader of the system's dominant religion and the mega-corporation that controls society. Eh, not bad. You in? Nope. Yeah. Just okay. You know what I'm looking for? A nice slice-of-life comic. Oh, yeah? Haven't had a good slice-of-life comic in a while. This is true. Uh, you know? I know it's not going to come from the big two, but somebody's put one out. That's all for me from Dark Horse. Let's head on now to DC Comics. Do we have a great Matina cover on... Oh, though, that's that photo cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Johnson photo cover, which is fantastic. It's a nice-looking cover, but yeah. It's fantastic, but it's just... It, it's actually a photograph with a Photoshop Batman on it. But it still looks great. Yeah. It'd be a fun print to have. Uh, what's the left-hand, right-hand variant for Justice League 20? I think it's kind of like Left Shark, Right Shark from that Katy Perry thing. I don't know what that is. That was uh, Super Bowl halftime a few years ago. Remember the Left Shark? No. But it looks like there's two covers that go together. So, okay. So it's a connecting. I was going to say, it's just a weird way of saying connecting variant. Gotcha. Are they super pretty, do you think? Not bad, not bad. I mean, you got a Scott Snyder book with two dope covers. Probably worth getting. Yeah. Jim Lee doing the cover B on Shazam, but we are not privy to the cover. And the um, B cover for uh, Teen Titans 28 is a Miko Swayan cover. We're, we just get the... Uh, we're we're getting the black and white sketch version. Well, black and white gray tones right now. They ha it hasn't been colored yet, but it's pretty nice. Very nice. I really like that cover. But all in all, kind of a a disappointing DC. 
Yeah, not a, not a lot for the FOC. Not a, a lot of stuff I need to add. Let's head on down to IDW. Uh, for you D&D guys, there's an, yet another Dungeons & Dragons miniseries starting up. This is Darkened Wish, number one. And we've gone back to the character sheet well that we started with. Uh, well, I don't know that we necessarily started it with Rick and Morty, but where you and I jumped on from Rick and Morty. Yeah. And uh, Tess Fowler doing the cover sheets. Oh, she's good. Yeah, she does a very good job on those. Nothing else from IDW for me. All right, let's see what Image Comics has for us. Die number one, a fourth print. Yeah, there are some D and D people out there. Uh, the third issue of Criminal, that's been fun. First two have been really fun. Mm-hmm. Farmhands back, felt like hey. it was delayed. Maybe not. Middle West continues to trudge along. I'm psyched for Lazarus. Hopefully, there's like a a page of here's what here's what happened before. <laughs> so here's what you missed. Catch me up. Outpost Zero's back. That's good. That's a good series. I really like. Uh, warning, not a good series. <laughs> Monsters and I tried with Monsters a couple of times. I don't get it. I really liked the first few, but it, it just got. It's uh, a little too f- in there, too fantasy. Yeah. Remember, yeah, it was it, it was kind of like. Do you remember Pretty Deadly when it came out? I do. We kind of liked those first couple of issues. Yeah, and then and it went then off the rails. Off the rails, delays, problems, lo- lost its footing. It's kind of like that. There you go. That's kind of it for for Image. Let's see what Marvel has for us. Nice to see Nightcrawler has a book. It's second issues there. There's a, an infinitely orderable Avenger 17 that has Spider-Man villains on it, which I don't know if we saw a cover for, but this is the Scorpion. Uh-huh. Nice. For Spidey fans or Spidey villain fans, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool stuff. Tons of col- covers, uh, pretty affordable covers, several of them for the um, Avengers No Road Home, number six. Alex Ross is not one of the affordable ones. <laughs> couple of crack. You still got a couple of cracks at the uh, Free Comic Book Day Avengers books, Avengers and Spider-Man. So if um, you're not going to be able to get out and about to your LCS... But you have this little FOC form. How about the free comic book day offerings come right to your door? How's that? That's pretty cool. I like it. That's pretty cool. Drew. Yeah. Tell me what this Spider-Man life story thing is. Uh, I do not know. Spider-Man life story, the 60s. Chip Zdarsky. Oh, yeah. In 1962... The Amazing Fantasy 15. 15-year-old Peter Parker was bit by a radioactive spider and became the Amazing Spider-Man. 57 yeah. years have passed in the real world since that event. So what would have happened if the same amount of time passed for Peter as well? A special high-end limited series is a part of the Celebration of Marvel's 80th anniversary. Spider-Man Life Story combines the talents of Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley. 
to tell the entire history of Spider-Man from beginning to end, set against the key events of decades throughout which key events of the decades throughout which he lived. In this first oversized issue, when Flash Thompson is drafted to serve during the Vietnam War, Spidey must weigh the question of where his responsibility truly lies. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, six-issue series, five bucks a pop. I was huh. really excited about the Marcos Martin cover, but I can't afford it. So uh, <laughs> I won't be getting that one. But it's really it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Chip Chip writes a good Spidey. So you this get, could be a, a nice little unsung thing. Yeah, you could get the Scotty Young ver- version for only five bucks, but I'd go with the um, Chip Zdarsky, which I think I will. There you go. Um, so you you sold me. Excellent. Now, what about City at War? Spider Man City at War. Do we care about that? No, we don't. Who's doing that one? Oh, that's the Dennis Hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's the, uh... Is the that video the sp- game? Video game Spidey? Yeah, it's the white spider from the video game. Yeah. Uh, it's got a chance, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The game is super popular. Um, let me move you back up to the Incredible Hulk 181 Facsimile Edition. Um, Ooh. That's better than a True Believers in my mind, so uh-huh. I'm, getting, I'm getting one of those. Um, because... Ah, uh, there's a chance I'm not gonna get a one, a Hulk 181. Yeah, no doubt. Where's this? At? Or what, what's? Oh, Incredible Hulk. So for two bucks, there you go. You, you can have the first appearance of Wolverine, and uh, uh, just you gotta have it. It would, looks just like it. Would you add me one of those on there too, brother? <laughs> yes. Thank you. I can do that. You're not just gonna um. Send your mind bullets to Eric so that he adds those for you? No, and that was kind of mean. We're going to actually follow the rules? I'm, I've always been a rule follower. I was just, really? just having really? a fun. Yeah, you know me. Really? You know me. Johnny toe the line. <laughs> yeah, that um, that Spider-Man sounded really good. And uh, it sounded like something to be nice to own. Very much so. What in the friggin' heck is a Fuji Cat variant, Thor number 11? You you like your cat cosplay? I love my cat cosplay, but I don't know who Fuji Cat is. But it is kind of dope. So looks like an Aha David I, Aha. I kind of want it. Oh, that's Nio Fuji, the artist. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I really like that. It's cute. It's friggin' it, adorable. It, it can be yours for fifteen dollars. <sighs> <laughs> Damn you. Damn you, incentive variants. No kidding. I really like the Ryan Stegman cover of Venom 12. Is he doing... Of course he's doing Venom. <laughs> That's why I said Venom 12. Well, it says Spider-Man villain, so his villain is actually Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> that is awesome. I recommend that one. That's Who is the nice. friggin'... I am behind on Venom. Why is... There, the thing from Alien. Why is there a xenomorph on the front? Um, yeah. I'm not behind. Do we know who the zero was? Uh, it could be that... No, I think that storyline's all sealed up, so I don't know. 
What to see? Is that the maker? I don't think that's not what it looked like originally, unless it's changed. So, do we have yet another new character? Well, it does say the maker in the solicit, so um, I don't think that's what it looked like originally. But maybe it's just in a different interpretation. And we have West Coast Avengers number nine. Might as well say Drew right on the cover. Hey, that doesn't look stupid. I would read that book. Holy crap. <laughs> well, there's there's interiors. I know, but just like <laughs> that's that, that that looks intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, keep keeping uh, both Hawkeyes around uh, is helping the book. Yeah, because so. Clint is like the only realistic character in this book, right? Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody else is kind of silly. Yeah, because that is like a super serious clamp on the front, and I like it. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> Kate's, Kate's pretty serious normally. Yeah. But, yeah, besides them, it's, yeah, it's kind of your B's and your C's and your D characters. Speaking of B's and C's and D characters, you ready to head to Boom? Yeah, I am. There's an FOC black badge. Do you need Ooh. that? Are you about done with this, or are you still on it? I'm still, I, I'm still on it. Where? Okay, I'm on. Taking a time. I haven't even looked at it. Okay, you've never read a single one. I, I read the first three. Okay, that's a nice cover. I want that. What are we talking about? The FOC black badge. Yeah, I, I got it for you. You it's rock. Number one, right there. Now, black fire. This is another Firefly. You got another Firefly written by Josh, Josh Lee Gordon. That's right. This is an eight dollar OG. Yeah, I wasn't interested in this one for some other. Oh, this okay. This is this is outside your price range for what a comic should cost. Yes. Uh, nothing else from me from Boom. All right, let's head on down to Dynamite. No Elvira for me, no James Bond for me, done with Nancy Drew, no need for Rainbow yep. Bright. Nope. All right, so, let's see what else we got around here. Well, we've got an Aftershock book called Dark Red. Oh, I ordered heavy on this because it's my boy Seely. Yeah, it's your boy Seely. Yeah. I didn't because I'm sick of Seely. I don't care. I like I, I like his creator own stuff. So. You're allowed to have, yeah. There is a cover Z a cover Z for Zdarsky uh, on uh, Archie's 703rd issue, which is really nice, of course, because Zdarsky's a really nice artist. Mm-hmm. Do you think Zdarsky and Matt Fraction have had a falling out? That's why there's no more six criminals. Uh, I think uh, Zdarsky is getting fat paid by Marvel and uh, wants to focus on that. True, but he just writes most of the stuff. He should be able to crank out sex criminals. It's true. Wait, well, he's drawing sex criminals. It takes forever. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get it. He could do a couple pages and bring in a fill in. Get him out. <laughs> uh, the life and death of Toyo Harada, number one. 
That's a Valiant book. It's a Dice Art. Dice Art's doing the writing. So that's a um, crafting is controversial. Yeah, I, don't, I can't get into this. <laughs> that looks too too hard to understand what that is. They do have their 25th issue of Exo Man of War. Congratulations. Mm. 25 issues. And then we have Conspiracy from Zenoscope, which that has been a cool series. I've read the first two. Three is coming out here any time. Uh, but the first two are really cool. They're, they're you, you could read them. You don't need to read them in order because each one is its own conspiracy that it focuses on. Uh-huh. Uh, conspiracy theory and... Uh, in comic form, it's really, really good. And these are so, social media covers. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to look at that. Mm. And is Gretel? Is uh, did we decide that's based out of some uh, pre-existing property? Yes, I think it's Gretel from Hansel and Gretel. Is that what it was? <laughs> Probably, but I don't know if it's uh, something new or not. Ben Mears and Netho Diaz. Yeah. Another fairy tale thing. Well, she's a witch. Yep, moving on. Don't care. I don't know, man. I haven't. I... Zenoscope has never hit. Well, yeah, that's right. Okay, from a from a spec standpoint, you're right. But it's fun and profit. There you go. This is true. That is it for FOC. All right, no more FOC. Sir, you ready to head over and see what we got on previewsworld.com? Uh, no, not yet. Um, oh. I have uh, f- uh, feedback. Ooh. And I, you know, have like randomly inserted them into our show notes. Uh, probably should have told you, the co host, <laughs> where they were going to come up. Sorry about that. Um, Nicholas J asks Hey, what happens when Wildstorm reaches the planned 24 issues? Wasn't there supposed to be a whole bunch of others? It's And it's on 20 now. Um, Nicholas, uh, I have been wondering that same thing because we got... What did we get? That Michael Cray series, right? Mm-hmm. So I Googled it to answer your question. Uh the Wildstorm will take a two-month break after issue 18. So we're on 20 now, so that already happened. Um, to get uh, John Davis Hunt uh, some uh, breath for his last run from 19 to 24. His last run, Ellis wrote on his newsletter. The Wildstorm sister series, Michael Cray, is ending in October with its 12th issue. And then there were plans for a Wildcats and a Zealot series, and those are still in development. Um, with Ellis previously saying he had written the first issue of one of those, or issue one of both of those, perhaps. So, it uh, looks like they're a little behind, and when Wildstorm ends and Michael Cray ends, we might get some spin-off launches that should have happened a little earlier, but didn't there you go um jeff asks how many issues you think conan will last the last the previous lapsed license that returned to marvel was star wars and it's at 60 plus and it Mm -hmm. started with a big bang high sales and lots of spinoffs 
Um, hmm. I don't know, Kyle. How many? How many do you think? Do you think Conan's a flash in the pan, or? Well, they're already spinning it off. It sold way better yeah. than I thought it would, and it's got a pretty yeah. good writer. So I think as long as he wants to write on it, they are going to milk it. And I think he can, he can easily keep thirty to thirty to fifty thousand or thirty to forty thousand on it. I'd say. So okay. I do see it being a long haul. Well, okay, so that's Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. Did Thor even get to sixty? I mean, if you're adding together God Butcher's here, okay. Well, that's Jason Aaron writing a character continuously. Right. But the number changed. But that's just how Marvel does. <laughs> well, I guess he's he's not saying what number. He's saying how many issues. So Jeff's saying how many issues do you think Conan will last? I'm saying what number do you think it'll get to, up to? Do you think it do you think it'll get as high as 60? Yeah, I'd say it'll get up around there. Maybe not quite to 60. But it might reboot a couple times. Because they have Savage Sword of and the Conan series, mm-hmm. and they're going to do something with them in the Marvel Universe proper. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard, those three. And that's, does, that does kind of mirror, like, Star Wars and Darth Vader and then rolling off uh, miniseries, right? Yeah, so, well, nowhere near as large of a world or universe. No. They will do a few things, yes. Uh, I... Okay, so I think definitely gets through a couple of 12-issue runs. So I'm going to say it's at least 25. Mm -hmm. And then I could see them rebooting it because sales are lagging and maybe trying to get another 12 out of it. But I can't see it getting to 60, actually. Do you think there's enough hard, hardcore Conan fans out for, out there for that thing to last as an ongoing for 60? I don't know. I think it all depends if Jason Aaron has a story or two to tell. Yeah, I I think he'll jump. You I think, think so? Be, I don't two think arcs and out? Yeah. Yeah. He might not. Maybe he's already announced that he's going to be in it until they kick him off. But I can't imagine him him doing events, Thor. And, and Thor and Conan are very similar, mm-hmm. you know, in their storytelling so I just can't I can't imagine that but I've been wrong before um, so I said no you said yes correct basically uh, Wolf says uh, Kyle and Comics for Fun and Profit anybody reading Winter Soldier Die Outer Darkness Prodigy Bone Parish Skyward Middle West Knights of the Golden Sun uh, these Savage Shores or Live Wire. These are all solid under the radar reads with low print runs. Well, I love Middle Winter West, Soldier. I was going to say Winter Soldier and Middle West are me, but I'm behind. Yeah. I love Winter Soldier. Um, read a couple of Die, dropped it. Read uh, Outer Darkness number one and dropped it. Prodigy, I'm reading. It's good. Um, Is it good? It's average. Okay. Above not, average. Not Huck or Crononauts good? No. no. Okay. No, it's not that good. Um, Bone Parish. I'm pretty sure I sampled it, but I don't. I know I'm not sticking with it. Skyward, I really like. Um, that's that's one of that's one of my favorites. Middle West, I think, is really good. I think mm-hmm. it's on issue three or four. I really like the first issue of Knights of the Golden Sun. I don't know if I've read another one, but I liked it, so I would read some more of that. These Savage Sores I liked. Uh, the one I read. Livewire, no. 
never even tried it. All right. So, yeah, cool. And those are all low print runs, so there's uh, some room to go. A lot of hidden gems there. Yeah. Hi, Kyle and Drew. Here's a question I would like to hear discussed on your podcast. Your wish is our command. The numbering of comics has become quite complicated and annoying for a collector with multiple volumes and renumberings for each title. That's true. That is true. It seems like the best way to deal with this is to print the month and the year on the cover then it doesn't really matter what the volume and the number is. You can just track things by the printed date. Comics used to do this. Why did they stop? I think printing the date on the cover is helpful for the average comic collector and should be standard on every cover A. Do you? Thanks again for the great podcast. John Abel, or Abel. I think it's Abel. Well, John, uh, I do recall they used to have in the little box, you know, like the little three-digit uh, <coughs> three, three code for whatever the month was and in the year, like the two digits a year. Did they did they have it, like, spelled out real conspicuously? I don't remember. Kyle, do you remember hmm. anything like that? No. Um, do you have any thoughts on uh, numbering? Or... Yeah, everything's so convoluted with legacy and non-legacy absolutely having, well... The thing is, they're 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 missing deadlines so much, and you're seeing things like where DC pushed December books to January. That's why they're afraid to put dates on them because they're pushing oh, books. Oh, that makes tons of sense. How can you put? Yeah, if if you especially if your covers are done and locked, and you're waiting on a you know like your last page of Doomsday Clock, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and it's got the wrong date on the cover when it was supposed to come out, but not when it does. I bet you you're onto something. I bet you that's exactly why they they don't do it, and that's why they used to do it is because they never missed deadlines yeah. back in the day. Well, not as many. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I agree. Um, if even if they just took a a stamp <laughs> and put it on there, that would be helpful. It would kill our our nine point eights though. There you go. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's. It is crazy. How many Spider-Man number ones do I have now? That, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's confusing. Just line up all your Moon Knight volumes. Oh, my new... I have seven or eight Moon Knight volume number ones. Um, so, that's... Yeah. And you can't even do it by year, because I remember, what was it? Uh, it was uh, Spider-Gwen Rock, 2018 number two. So you couldn't yeah. even do Spider Gwen number one, or no, it was Silk. You couldn't even do Silk one, two thousand eight or whatever year it was, because there was two number ones in the same friggin' year. And, and wasn't it Rocket Raccoon that had three? Yeah, something like that. It was crazy. Two, it had two or three. A couple of them had two or three. Absolutely. And that's in the same year. That which is ridiculous. So yeah, we we feel your pain, and uh, but we don't. We 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 I think we cracked the code on why they don't do it anymore. Yeah. So. Now let's let's head on over to our sneak peek. All right, let's head over to previewsworld.com. Find new releases. Find February twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Andrew, let's start where we love to start. We love to start in image. Don't click on Ice Cream Man cover B unless you want nightmares. Is <laughs> it bad? Yeah. I'm still not there. I'm still down in there you go. on the new catalog. I like these Man Eaters covers. They're very simple, but I like them. 
Yeah, and besides a one uh, issue misstep, um, it's been pretty solid. Oliver number two, of course, the retelling of Oliver Twist, written by Gary Witta, with art by Derek Robertson. Uh, I did notice in the new catalog that was online that we were just taking a glance at the Marvel books uh, that all the die die dies are now offered, and uh, the the upcoming books are offered. So you can it looks to me like you can actually pre order. A die, die, die now. Hey, there you go. Which is a first. Four covers for Rose 17. I don't get that. Don't either. Oh my goodness, these spawn covers are really good. Jeez. How's the heat on those? I don't know, but it's got to be something because Matina's just too good. Oh, there we get a trade for Weatherman. Cool. All these Wicked and Divine covers are blending together. Yeah. And how many times has he done the guy with the helmet on the cover? It's been multiple times, I think. Yeah. I guess there's only, what, nine, ten gods? <laughs> Not left anymore. Yeah. Well, you haven't been reading. Nope. Yeah. You're behind, obviously. Yep. Believe it or not, they couldn't keep my interest. Yeah. And you were like a super fan originally. I was. And it you were got... doing Wikipedia research on these gods. And I was. You were so into that and then fell off a cliff. Well, they stopped printing a book for a while. Well, yeah. I blame them. Yeah. And your um, squirrel-like uh, attention span. Ooh, squirrel. <laughs> Anything else in image? No, no, not really. Dark Horse. Mm -mm. Not did really. I yeah. Did I read the first word? Which I still call weird. Weird. Can't remember if I did or not. Cannot remember. And that's sad. Yep. All right, let's see what IDW has. Well, Punk's Not Dead is back with its, uh, its next mini called London Calling. I like that a lot, but it will have no resale value. <laughs> if you like the first one, keep reading them. All right, DC. Lovely B cover for action. Lovely Batgirl, uh, Derek Chu cover. Derek Chu, yeah. Which we talked about in a previous um, FOC episode. I even like the Batman Beyond B cover. I think that's really nice. Yeah. Anything crazy going to happen in Detective 999 leading up to 1000? Man, you never know. You never know. It's it could be a, a a splash page reveal that is uh, introducing something amazing that's happening in one thousand or a new mm -hmm. character that's introduced and you get the you get the cameo in nine ninety nine you just never know. Yep. All right, you were a lukewarm on Heroes in Crisis. Where are you at issue number six? Um, it's 
really well drawn. Um, I don't really get it. I'm not really connected with it yet. Uh, but it is almost over. So <laughs> uh, I guess I guess I'll get connected to the story by the time it ends. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's just kind of like a thought exercise for Tom King or something on PTSD and uh, even superheroes can you need somebody to talk to and ther mm -hmm. need therapy. Uh, I don't know. It, it's not it's not the greatest thing, um, but the art is really nice. Maybe it'll maybe it'll read really well in trade. Speaking of the art is really nice. Wonder Woman sixty five cover B art germ. Yeah, that's really nice. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. Uh, that Young Justice second printing, I assume, is the same cover. With a red hue to it. Yeah, same cover. Yeah. Third issue of Shazam, which is, those first two have been fun. Yep. I like them. See, there's a lot of good stuff in DC. You there, need to quit there, being, there absolutely is. Quit being so mean to them. I apologize. Set them down to Marvel. See, doesn't look like a lot of shenanigans there with Amazing Spider-Man. Just the episode. Ooh, Craven. I always like Craven. Mm-hmm. Craven arcs. Hunter. Yeah. Ooh, I really like that Batman or that Black Panther cover. A. That's cool. It's a good looking cover. I like C better. Nope, you're wrong. Well, uh, thank you for allowing me to have an opinion. <laughs> it's a nice cover A for Captain America, though. Yes. Daredevil number two. You excited for that one? Yeah, first issue was great. So really Zdarsky great. is writing Daredevil. He's writing Spider-Man. He's writing another Spider-Man. He's writing you name it. Yeah. When you think he, the... He's got time for sex criminals and all this. Yeah, that's true. It, I expect too much. But I read the uh, the director's cut for the first Daredevil. Uh-huh. So it had the Zdarsky script to the artist. And, you know, then it showed the pencils, then it showed the collars, uh, finishes and stuff. And it was really cool to see how an artist would write a script for another artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was surprised that it was uh, almost full script. Yeah, uh -huh. it was. It was. I would. I was expecting the Marvel method, and to allow the artist to do what he wanted. But no, no, it was kind of very prescribed. Um, but it. But it was cool. It was a cool glimpse into Zdarsky's uh, method. Really nice, Alex Ross on Savage Sword of Conan number two. Did you read Superior Spider-Man, the Christos Gage version? Uh-huh. How is it? It's good. I like it. I like... Um, On par with know, the slot verse? Uh, well, not not the... Not the... Uh, no. No, okay. not, that 36-issue run... Yeah. That was in the middle of, of Amazing. Yeah. It, it's not as good as that. Okay. But it's the same character... 
um, and it's it's fun. It's a fun it's a fun Spidey story, and you get some some of the same characters supporting cast and stuff. So it feels close, but no, that was kind of that was like amazing. Yeah, was, <laughs> that was an amazing. That, that was that's been my high water mark for Spider Man over the past decade. Yeah, yeah. Venom ten going to a second print. Wow. All right. Anything else in Marvel? And you can. Oh, how much do you like that West Coast Avengers cover? Uh, I clicked on it. And said I wasn't going to say anything negative and just moved on. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Uh, <laughs> That's all I have. Stop for just a second, dynamite, and then head on down to Boom. <laughs> Uh, avant-garde I read the first issue um, it's a little slice of life okay the, so which I like so but it's you know it's a, a girl going to college um, and getting recruited onto the basketball team and she's like trying to come out of her shell and stuff it, it, it's fine it's fine I mean it's not a character that I can really relate to but <laughs> it's still it's still fun um, and so I, I like like that. So I, I got a little bit of, of slice of life there. So far, no supernatural uh, monsters and no fantasy, sci-fi, no post-apocalyptic. So it's just standard slice of life, and I like that. There you go. Anything else in Boom? Uh, Smooth Criminals has been fun, um, but it's on its fourth issue, so. And then now it looks like it's a 12-issue miniseries. Yep. It's a pretty gut long leash, though. 12 issues. Yeah. Pretty good one to tell their story. Yeah, pretty ambitious nowadays. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's head on to the back half. Well, we got the Barbie. Oh, first issue. Yeah. Uh, it's a Sarah Coon and Aletha Martinez. And Barbie is what you would expect the Barbie comic to look like. First collector's item. It's collectors, so that's for us, guys. It's from Paper Cuts. Paper cut with a Z. That is Paper Cuts with yeah. a Z. And and you know what? This could be popular with a certain group of kids. Or bronies, maybe, would like this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When they when they relist comics from other comic cons that didn't sell mm-hmm. out there, and it looks like it's a number one here, but it's really not. We do have Forgotten Queen number one from a Valiant, written by Teeny Howard. Yeah, think anything good? Looks interesting. I like I like it, and I like the cover C, the Veronica Fish. I'm going to look at uh, Honor and Curse, number one, from Mad Cave Studios. Written by Mark London with art and a cover by Nicholas Salamanca. Orphaned as a young boy, Genshi Sakagura was adopted by the Aiga clan after witnessing the murder of his parents. Yeah, I remember reading this during the FOC period. It is... um, It it looks kind of interesting. Looks pretty good. Yeah. 
And I don't buy a lot of Mad Cave, so I should give this one a shot. There we have Life is Strange, issue four. Yeah. Um, we think the heat's going to continue on these? Yeah, I think it'll we don't. die off a little bit. Or the, the orders have uh, caught up, probably. I at think this point. It, yeah, I was going to say, this is the point where they'll catch up. Uh, Sim City. Oh, this is Dave Sim. <laughs> I get it. Not not the video game that I played when I was a kid. There you go. Sweetie, uh, number one, is Action Lab from Sean Dillon with art by Sean Dillon. And Maggie is not your typical comic book, cartoon, and action movie fangirl. Through keen observation and unbending determination, she has taught herself all the death-defying stunts and fighting styles of her favorite action stars and superheroes. So she's like a Batman, really. Yeah. Sweetie. Check out Sweetie from Action Lab. Every once in a while, Action Lab hits. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff you'd have to buy to, to get those hits, unless you were a better prognosticator? No. Prognosticator. Prognosticator. Jesus. It's getting late. It is. And that's a good time because that's it. That's all, all I see. All right, Drew. This is the point of the podcast where I ask you for your pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you go to your LCS? As that door opens on Wednesday, make sure you get one, bag it, and board it because it is going to go up in price. Drew, what do you got for me? Ooh, man. Not this was this not the best week. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good like, reads and stuff, but uh, as far as... Spec stuff. Uh, let me shoot up here to image and see if I miss something. Oh my goodness. This is a challenge. I might have to go with that. I might have to go with, with that Mad Cave thing. It's really it's really a tough. Otherwise, it's going to be a B, a B cover from DC, probably. Mm-hmm. Um. Or I can go. I'd, I'd like to pick that Hulk 181 facsimile edition from the FOC thing. <laughs> and I'm just gonna give a flyer on Forgotten Queen uh, from Valiant. It's got enough of a hook that it might be a good read. Um, Valiant's have been pretty under ordered quite a bit lately, <coughs> so maybe it'll turn out to be something good. But um, a week you can maybe skip. Now nah, I'm going to go with Sweetie number one from Action Lab. Yeah. Every once in a while they hit, this might be the one. Or this Honor and Curse. Oh, that was the Mad Cave that you were talking about. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been another good one. Yeah. Um, oh, make sure you go get that Wonder Woman cover B from Art Germ. That's a good one. Yeah. What did you say, Kyle? Oh, shoot. I just scrolled off of it. Um, I said get that Forgotten Queen number one cover A. Which was a Valiant book? Yep, a Valiant book. Someone says we don't talk about Valiant enough, so there you go. You pick. You made it your pick. Yeah. And I'm going to write down um, Sweetie right now so that I don't change it by tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten what my pick was. Uh, I don't have my lot. I don't have a lot of heart in these pick. This pick this week. Um, it's it's a, it was a challenge, and 
I think you know you guys have been sick of us picking uh, cover bees uh, from DC or Marvel or whatever. So I'm trying to try. I'm trying to uh, stretch our legs a little bit and actually uh, spec a little harder on some of these these smaller press things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So if you found a book that is spec worthy in this week and we missed it, feel free to reach out to Comics Fun and Profit. Find us on our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks, or everything can be found at comicsfunprofit.com. If there's something we missed that you think is worth making sure we get a hold of, let us know. Or if we magically accidentally hit on something this week, let us know <laughs> that as well. We'll it would be back be. next week where we'll be starting on the first week in March. And all that fun stuff. So feel free to drop slime be part of the show. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>